Time for this week's edition of the Source Weekly Update, hot off the press and into your ear. Every week, found wherever you get audio. Time now to take a look at a couple of the highlights found this week on the Source Weekly's website, bensource.com. First up from our news desk, Cranston pleads not guilty. A hearing to set the schedule for the trial is scheduled for Friday by Jack Harville. Ian Cranston pleaded not guilty in Deschutes County Court December 7th to charges of second-degree murder, first- and second-degree manslaughter, first-degree assault, and two counts of unlawful use of a deadly weapon in the September 19th shooting of Barry Washington Jr. outside of the Capitol, a nightclub in downtown Bend. Deschutes County District Attorney John Hummel said Cranston shot Washington after he approached Cranston's girlfriend and a brief scuffle ensued. Cranston's attorney disputed this, saying that the fight was ongoing during the shooting. A grand jury charged Cranston, a former machinist from the ammunition manufacturer Nosler, on September 30th, and he was arrested on a no-bail warrant. Another hearing is scheduled for Friday, December 10th at 3 p.m. to set up a trial schedule. Next up from our news desk, Sewer Smarts. OSU and OHA are monitoring sewer water to monitor competing COVID variants by Jack Harville. Over 700 million COVID tests have been performed in the United States as of late November, more than 8 million in Oregon. And while testing is invaluable to monitor the spread of COVID, it requires individuals to get tested. On the other hand, everyone poops, and that poop can help understand broad COVID trends. Oregon State University, in partnership with the Oregon Health Authority, has been testing wastewater throughout the pandemic to better understand the viral spread in communities especially as variants outcompete the original COVID virus to the point that it's nearly extinct in the United States. Regional water treatment plants collect and send wastewater samples to OSU twice a week for testing. Right now, we have over 40 wastewater treatment plants across the state participating in our surveillance network, said Tyler Radniecki, an associate professor at OSU and the Trace COVID-19 sewer surveillance lead. Our goal is to have at least one wastewater treatment plant in every county in the state, and we're pretty close to that. Thanks to OSU's Center for Quantitative Life Sciences, OSU can detect variants in wastewater testing. We've used it successfully in the past to track the arrival of the Alpha variant, also known as the UK variant. And we used it as well for Delta variant, and now Omicron is the next one on our radar, Radniecki said. The Delta variant of COVID has made up over 95% of Oregon cases since August, and before that, it gradually grew as cases of the less effective Alpha, Gamma, and other variants shrunk. Omicron hasn't been detected in Oregon yet, but the state's epidemiologist, Dean Seidlinger, said it was only a matter of time before it appeared. And finally this week, housing for hire. Data collected on short-term rentals will look into its effect on housing costs by Jack Harville. Bend City Councilor Anthony Broadman requested that short-term rental data that the city started collecting over the summer be paired with a conversation on policies that could be used if STRs are shown to exacerbate Central Oregon's housing crisis. Broadman said he isn't advocating for a specific policy yet, and any decision would have to be data-driven, but that there's a lot of community feedback on STRs' impact on housing affordability and on the character of neighborhoods. 
What I want to see is analysis about the numbers of units that we currently have, growth, contraction, and really some analysis of the effect that STRs have on home affordability, Broadman told the source. This data is coming, but I thought it's also important to have narrowly tailored regulatory options that staff believes are appropriate or something that we should at least consider. Bend had the fourth most Airbnbs per capita in the United States in 2019, according to IPX 1031, a financial services company. AirDNA, a website that tracks Airbnb and VRBO listings in real time, reports 1,163 active rentals in Bend's city limits. The range of policy options available to the city include a moratorium on permits, creating a cap on the number of STRs, and changing zoning laws so STRs aren't a use-by-right in mixed-use and or commercial areas. In 2015, the city required new STRs to be at least 250 feet from already existing STRs and made permits expire with the sale of the property. In September, the City Council approved changes to its development code to adhere to the newly passed HB 2001 and, in the process, fixed a loophole in those rules that allowed duplexes, triplexes, and apartment complexes to circumvent the density requirement to be at least 250 feet from other STRs. Now only one unit in any multifamily housing may be an STR. The City Council will get STR data and hold a policy discussion on potential STR regulation at a work session in March. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Source Weekly Podcast. For more on these and other stories, pick up a free copy of The Source Weekly or visit our website, vensource.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam Scholl.